Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Saturday, June 5th, 2021. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? My name is Quinn, and this is my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast. Welcome if you're watching us on a live stream on Facebook. Um, Wi Fi has been rough this week. So, in Facebook, the video player already tends to be pretty spooky um, with cutting in and out and stuff, even when I have good internet. So, my hopes are not high or particularly high uh, for this recording. But, you know, if you come on in, say hi, say yo, um, and uh, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll keep going. We got a lot to talk about, okay? And I know I always say that. I always try to cram way too much into every episode. I come in so prepared. I'm like, we got to do this and this and this. But I actually legitimately this week, I have so much that I want to cover that I actually wrote took notes in my phone. I wrote it down. Um, so I'm, we're, we're going to be getting to those. Just lots of things to check in on, you know. There, there's so much that's been happening. Last weekend was a holiday weekend, three-day weekend, so lots of stuff going on then. And we're getting settled into the new apartment here. I had to, you know, I was about to start the live stream, and I had to, you know, close these blinds behind me because... And that, that's probably my least favorite thing about, you know, my, my current setup on the couch here. Anytime you turn the video stream on, um, you know, Zoom or OnlyFans or whatever I'm doing on video, you know, you got this blinding light coming from behind. And not the good kind, like the hit, the smash single from the weekend. The weekend is missing a vowel at the end. Um, you know, so... Basically, if I keep those those blinds open, we got sunshine, sunshine streaming straight in. I got a whole kind of like Jesus vibe going. It's very kind of illuminating, ethereal, um, bright, if you will. So it's kind of hard to see anything, um, which, you know, sometimes I kind of like. You know, if I'm like talking to a prospective law student or something, I want them to kind of see me as this Messiah, Christ-like figure, like... Give me your application and I will give you the opportunity of a lifetime, right? I think that's a, a Bible verse somewhere. Maybe Habakkuk. How do you spell that one? Habakkuk. H-A-B-A-K-K-U-K. Something like that. I don't know. Someone can look it up. I have never read that one. Those minor prophets are just, they're a little sneaky, you gotta check. You gotta watch out for them. Uh, I'll let you know. The listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. But we're gonna have fun today, guaranteed fun, or your money back. You won't be disappointed. Um, let's turn to the notes here. Let's let's get started. You know, the new APT. I moved two weeks ago. I'm more or less unpacked. Um, there's still a couple boxes, random things that obviously aren't essentials that I haven't gotten to yet. I think I got, I got two boxes left in my bedroom. But, uh, you know, the biggest thing with his apartment and, and the, one of the toughest things to commit to, I think there was just a derecho outside or something. <laughs> um, weird, big gust of wind. Um, one of the toughest things to commit to was, you know... The smoke smell, 
So the previous tenants in here were big smokers, according to the property manager who showed me around. And I knew that going in. I knew that was a risk, right? And it, it wasn't ideal for multiple reasons. But the property manager was very reassuring in the tour, which he's making a, he's making a sales pitch. I get it. He's like, you know what? We're going to get someone, someone in here. We're going to take care of it. And I was like, you know, whether I believe him or not, whatever. But then I was in here, you know, a week after that, two weeks after that, you know, three weeks, whatever, to pick up my keys right before my lease started. I met my landlord and I met our handyman. And they were the same, like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, not great in here right now, but, like, we're going to get that taken care of. I was like, great, excellent. So I get in here two weeks ago, and, of course, it's as bad as ever. Um, smoky and... Uh, if anyone listening out there has ever been to the Cherry Bowl in Cherry Valley, Illinois, one of one of the finer bowling establishments in the country, I would say, um, there's a certain distinct smoky smell going on there, and it's that beautiful mixture of cigarette smoke and like a two dollar pint of Bud Light and just just the right amount of cheese. If, you know, wafting throughout the air particles. And that's kind of what my apartment was like. So first we started off with, you know, kind of the basic things like, okay, cigarette smoke, it, it gets everywhere. Nicotine, right? You got to scrub everything down. So I was scrubbing the walls, scrubbing these blinds. These babies can hold a lot of nicotine. Giving everything a good scrub. The kitchen... Uh, cupboards and cabinets. I needed one of those scrub daddies from uh, Shark Tank because that's that's how much I was scrubbing. But um, so we we did that, and then next up we said, okay, let's bring let's bring girlfriend of the podcast Rachel Ramos in here and get you know not physically in here because they didn't want her to be in here because of the aforementioned smell. But she has a client, and we're not going to do any free. There's no free advertising. Okay, on this show, so we're not naming names, but they offer a variety of, of uh, scent and, and odor and smell line products. Um, and so she, I got, you know, one of these little like two or uh, tubs that has these little balls, which I haven't, you know, I haven't tasted one yet, but I suppose you're probably not supposed to. Apparently they, they soak up the, the uh, nicotine. I don't know if it works. It's just kind of sitting there over there. Also a small spray. But I feel like I got this huge apartment. Not, it's not huge. It's a small apartment. But can, can, you know, here's, here's the size of the can if you're watching on the live, live stream. And here's my apartment. So it, it wasn't going to be enough. So then we turned to the big dog. And uh, I got to tell you, I got some um, affirmation last night that I'm not, like, subscribing to a scam uh, I'll, I'll tell you in one second. So the big dog. I was reading all about this online. Like I'm not the first person to move into a, an apartment that was, you know, previously rented out by smokers. And I got to introduce you on the show to the concept of the ozone generator. Yeah, remember remember when the the hole in the ozone layer was like our biggest problem 20 years ago? Well, I'm bringing it back. I'm doing my part to release so much ozone into the air in this apartment that we can 
fill the hole, basically. Repair the hole, if you will. And as a quick aside, I've been getting a ton of, uh, this is a new one. I mean, everyone knows about spam calls. I've been getting lately all of these text messages from an email. Different different message threads, different emails, whatever. But it'll just be like sent from an email address to my phone's messages, like my phone's text message inbox. And it will just say like, this one says sex contact K-A-O k-k-k-o-n-t-a-k-t dot photography so it's spammy but it's also like it's it's low effort spam right what is that supposed to mean what am i supposed to do with that any good any good scammer and any good spam needs a call to action okay that's very important i do these software tests all the time which is they're not spam or they're not scamming but, you, you know, oftentimes I'm reviewing web pages and I'm like, you got to have a call to action. I got to know what I'm doing here. Um, very important. Right. So for all you scammers out there, if you're taking notes, you got to you got to give me something to do. OK, just tell just telling me sex contact dot photography. I got nothing to click on. I got no credit card details to input. No place to put them. Uh Mr. Rock Chris, a callback to literally like three years ago on the show, uh, would would be very disappointed. I got to tell you that. Uh, but we go back to the ozone generator, which I bought. You know, you, you can go all the way from like little portable ones, which is what I purchased because I didn't want this to be a huge investment, all the way up to like literally industrial size, industrial strength. Like that's what I don't know if it's the fire department or whomever does this, but like after a place experiences an indoor fire in order to get that fire smell, smoke smell, whatever, like out of the walls, out of the air, they bring in these industrial units. Okay. So that's what we're talking about here. So I got it, you know, 10 days ago or so. And so I've not, I've now used it twice. You can set it for a timer up to three hours or turn it on indefinitely. Both times I've done it, I've just done it for two hours because you got to be careful with this stuff. You got to shut your windows. It's almost like having an exterminator come in and gas the place. There, the, the studies in terms of like health effects with these ozone generators are just like the, the verdict is out in terms of like, is it bad for your respiration, your lungs, whatever, like having all this extra ozone, um, I mean, I don't think anyone's like, oh, yeah, it's better for you. It's just like how potentially detrimental is it? So basically, you know, once it finishes up and I use it for the second time this morning while I was out on my run, you come back in, you open up a bunch of windows, you get the fans going to get the circulation going again. Um, but it definitely takes a little bit of time. <laughs> I mean, I came back and there's a distinct smell. You know, people people in the you know, Amazon reviews or wherever I bought it were, you know, giving reviews and they're like, oh, and it leaves no smell. It just smells like normal, like fresh. There's a smell. There's a distinct smell. Um, it kind of reminds me of like the inside of an inner tube. If you're like, I know, I know what you're thinking. How do you smell the inside of an inner tube? Well, we used to, we had a pool growing up and every year at the start of the year and periodically throughout the summer, you'd have to, you know, blow like crazy. Uh, speaking of my OnlyFans, uh, you'd have to blow up these inner tubes 
and floaties and all sorts of things. And that, t- that takes a lot of oxygen out of your lungs. And so there, it, it gives off or, or there's a certain smell inside the like plastic, whatever it is. Um, that's kind of what it reminds me of. So we're, we're doing that. I got to say, and I'm always very hesitant to say this because part of it is just I live here and I'm used to it, you know, or becoming more accustomed to it. So I don't want to be... It kind of looks like on the Facebook stream, like I'm naked. I'm not. I'm wearing shorts, I promise. It's just I'm in a very strange angle. Well, that's not helping. Wow. You're missing out. Um, uh, it, it. I believe it is helping. You know, we've ran it for a total of four hours now, uh, two hours last weekend, two hours today. And I, I, think it's, I think it's getting better. I'm feeling pretty good about it. So... We'll continue to run it. I mean, this thing lasts for, like, a lot of hours. Um, And, uh, yeah, you just got to be careful. Like, do it when you're away. Um, Set the timer. I think doing it indefinitely is just, like, maybe a little bit not not a bridge I want to cross. But, um, yeah. So that's an update on the apartment. I think it smells pretty good these days. It definitely helps when you have the windows open when you close the windows. It gets a little bit worse. Um, but, yeah, a little bit of a saga. I, I mentioned I went for a run, and I'm checking my notes here. Um, I went for a run this morning. First long run of the year where it's, like, really hot, right? I've had, I've had runs in the heat, not this past week so much, but the week before. We're kind of on a on a every other week cycle here in Chicago. This past week was pretty mild uh, until yesterday and today are both very hot. Um, but the week before it was blazing hot for a while, but it just comes and goes. We'll, we'll, we'll be like 90 degrees and sunny. And then there was a point last weekend where I turned my heat on and now we're back to 90 degrees and sunny. I, I went out, I woke up this morning at five which was relatively early compared, not compared, based off of what I did last night, which was just I was out with friends having drinks. But it, 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 I basically did all the wrong things in advance of this long run, which was going to be like 14 miles, something like that. I drank last night. I didn't, it, it wasn't like I didn't sleep much. I slept like six hours, five and a half. But, you know, you want to get seven or eight if you're going to go for a long run. Uh, One thing I did that I almost never do and have, like, almost never done ever in my life, I ran yesterday so I didn't have an off day to freshen up my legs. The reason I did that, we took Monday off, and I I took Monday off from running. It was Memorial Day, and we saw Quiet Place 2 instead. I'll give you a little little rundown later on, no spoilers. but it was just, you know, we like we slept in, went to brunch, saw a movie in the afternoon, like hung out at night. It was just like we were together all day, me and Rachel. There was never a good time to be like, hey, I'm going to go run right now. Like, see you later, um, which is fine. And I was still planning throughout the week, you know, to just run Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and take Friday off. But yesterday, man, it was so nice. And I had just like, it was like Zoom, just Zoom kingdom. Okay, starting at 8 a.m. And so by the time he gets like to 2 p.m. and I'm off Zoom, I was just like, I got to like, I, I got to get out. Um, and so I could have just taken a walk, but I was like, you know what? 
I want to, I want to like stretch my legs a little bit. I want to go out. So I ran four yesterday in the heat. It was 90 degrees in the afternoon, no clouds in the sky. Same today's the same day. Um, and so it kicked my ass. And so I ran yesterday. I didn't have fresh legs for this morning. And I also just like, I hate to say this cause it sucks, but I also just like got up too late, which is just like, sounds kind of crazy. I just told you I woke up at 5am and I actually, I, I set my alarm for five and then one for 515 and five, one for 520 as well. Anticipating the desire to snooze, um, desire to snooze would be a good like band name or something. I don't know. Uh, but I actually, I woke up on the first ring cause I was like, man, if I wait till 520, like I, I'm going to get my ass kicked. It didn't matter. I still got my ass kicked. I uh, I ran su- summers here, folks. Like it, it is blazing. The beach is packed. I kind of want to go out to the beach this afternoon, but I'm just feeling like sun zapped. I mean, I was out there for two and a half hours this morning um, on my run. Just basically, I went south. I got down to like just past Soldier Field, and I came back up. And I was I was moving pretty slow. I was probably running like an 845 pace, something like that. Um, but, man, I got back up to North Ave Beach. And it, although it was, it was you know, low to mid-70s when I was running in the 6 and 7 a.m. hour, there the sun was just there. And it wasn't like I was getting sunburned or something. You might, if you see on the live stream, a little, little red up here. That was mainly from yesterday when I went out for my run um, because I went out kind of in the, you know, the mid to late afternoon when the sun is very intense today i you know it got a little bit worse but like you know you're not going to get that much of a sunburn from the sun at 6 a.m thankfully or else i would be in really rough shape but i get back up to like north ave and i was just like i had already like mentally willed myself pretty pretty far at that point because i gotta tell you like i was I was, you know, crossing Navy Pier, the new uh, flyover they got, which is pretty neat. And I was already turning into, like, baby steps, and uh, it was getting rough. But I, I will say I'm proud of myself. And, and to, to finish my previous thought, from, from North Ave back home, I kind of did a little little walk and then a little running and then a lot more walking. Um, but oh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, I'm so proud of myself. One, for getting out there and running, you know, slash, you know, in the last three miles, run slash walk, 14 miles. But also for the fact that, like, I still didn't get in this. I always take some pride in this. I don't know if it means anything or not, but it, mentally it's how I, I, how I think about it. I, I didn't get passed by anyone on foot all the way up until, like, between Oak Street Beach and North Ave., closer to north ave so that's you know about 10 miles or so um and so i'm proud of myself there even when i feel like i'm going really slow um i i was still still moving and maybe that's something i should practice or work on or just think about a little bit in advance of um you know potentially you know running longer races some sometime in the future when it's safe again to do so is just like because I pass people all the time when I feel like I'm just like out of gas and I'm just like running in mud Dan Block style, but I'm still passing them, and but they're running, and so I think I'm not because I go from like that 
speed to all right i'm good i'm walking now whereas there are people who are like who are who find a way to be halfway in between there um and i just yeah i haven't been able to like slash haven't really wanted or needed to but i'm not really good at tapping into that like run extremely slow pace probably like i don't know it's probably like 10 minute mile or something like that which for a lot of people isn't slow but i'm just like once i get around like 9 15 9 20 and i'm just estimating this i don't run with a watch that's when i'm like all right now if i go any slower than i'm walking but that's not actually the case but summer is here it's hot wear your sunscreen reapply stay hydrated i got a little uh this is my first usage of this guy i got an iced coffee in here speaking of iced coffee war on iced coffee more to come in a second but this is this was one of my christmas gifts um from uh, betty and jose ramos shout out um it keeps your beverages cold for up to 18 hours according to the leak proof label and hot for seven hours now that is quality so i got out uh I got out this morning after I came back from my run and showered up because I needed to go to the grocery store to make some bomb-ass breakfast sandwiches. They were delicious. Very simple. I kept it. I kept it straightforward. We weren't doing anything fancy. No sauces, no condiments, no toothpicks. Just some everything bagels, some eggs, basically scrambled up. I got you know slices of sharp cheddar just old school classic and i had some turkey bacon still in the the fridge from making some uh chili earlier this week toast your toast your bagels scare up those eggs basically it two small eggs per breakfast sandwich two slices of turkey bacon sliced in half so you got four little bits one slice of cheese each I, I got to tell you, partially it's because I ran 14 miles this morning, so I would have like loved to have eaten anything at that point, but that it's a quality breakfast sandwich, okay? You don't have to do anything fancy. Breakfast sandwiches are one of the greatest things of all time. They are amazing. But uh, going back to that war on iced coffee, I was like, you know what I can do? I can go to... Now I live in Bougie, USA, so I can go to you know Starbucks or any other ice, you know any other coffee place and get an iced coffee for. Most of them run on the menu for like four dollars or four fifty, for you know like a twelve or maybe like sixteen ounce iced coffee, but with all the ice cubes in there, you're actually only getting like two ounces of coffee because of buoyancy. Um, but. Uh, I was like, you know what? I I, I don't I don't want to do that. Then you can go to Trader Joe's. You can buy iced or cold brew there. So I do that. You can either get the big one, which is obviously the most cost efficient, and that makes like sixty four ounces when you factor in the ice, um, and that's like eight bucks. Or you can get these little cans. And I was like, you know what? Let me let's let's start off little, and then, you know, like Clay Davis said in the Wire, three years crawl walk and run to string your bell um i was like let's try out these little cans they're eight ounces each so i get two of them pour some ice in this baby my travel mug contigo actually i have two one is camouflage so if i'm ever hunting or have a vietnam flashback 
It'll be good. Uh, put some ice cubes in there, load it up on the coffee, and I'm still working on it. And it stays cold for up to 18 hours, okay? I could be here until 4 a.m., no problem. Still sipping. But my point being is that, and it's not just a summary thing. It's just called living around here. The coffee spots are significantly price gouging their iced coffee. That's why I either make it myself or I go to Dunkin' from 2 to 6. You can get $2 large iced coffee, and you just pray they don't put sugar in there when you don't ask. Um, and occasionally, yeah, I'll still splurge on the expensive iced coffee. But we're cutting down on that, okay? Because each one of these cans, I'm, get, I'm getting a lot more from, I think each can was like 140 or something. So, you know, tax and tip, three bucks for a bigger iced coffee, making it myself, get to have it in this cool Contigo mug, travel mug. It travels, and it keeps your your beverage cold for up to 18 hours. I don't know if I mentioned that already, uh, but I'll take it, okay? And we're saving on plastic. So in addition to refilling the, o- the hole in the ozone layer, yours truly is saving plastic. It's not even Arbor Day yet. I think I missed it. I think it's in April. But consider this a makeup. All right, let's go ahead and read some ads here. And then uh, when we come back, we're going we're gonna to pick it up with our Beef with Lady Gaga, Part 7. Um, a little Elton John recommendation. Uh, talks of or, or discussions of a new podcast. Not mine. Someone else's. Uh, just a, a quick shout out to myself regarding a video game and our uh, very brief review of Quiet Place 2. Okay? I promise all of that is to come on the second half of the Beantown podcast. And I'll try to move through those things pretty quickly so I can continue to work on my iced coffee. And I'm just like, you know, I, I've been done with my run for four hours now, which is a lot. But I'm still just like, I think, I, I honestly, like, I mean, the sun was obviously a lot. But um, more than anything else, and I just did this to myself, but it was just like running. This was my fifth straight run day, which I don't normally do. I almost never run five days in a row. Um, and then, you know, trying to, you know, trying to make the caboose be 14 miles, like, the fact that I was able to, like, get myself into my running clothes, into my running shoes at 5.30 in the morning after a night of drinking and, like, get out there and lay down 10 solid miles before I was finally, like, we got to we gotta do a little walk-run combo here or else I'm not going to make it. Um, the fact that I was able to do that much on the fifth day, fifth straight day, I'm actually really proud of myself, Okay. So never give up. Even when your runs don't meet your expectations, you got to take solace. You got to take pride. Great Scott Joplin tune, by the way, Solace, S-O-L-A-C-E. Uh, let me pull that up, and I'm going to play it after uh, for myself, not for you. You can you can pause this right now and go listen to it. It's a slow Mexican serenade, um, and it is excellent. You got to take solace in... Uh, 
in the things you do well, okay? So that's that. Uh, are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, I got good news for you. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon, is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider. With services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more, Home Pride Oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified. It's a little double dip action, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate wrangle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe certified home inspector that you can trust, you have to call Steve. Here's his number. He's my dad, 541-410-0316, or you can visit homeprideoregon.com. Again, that's 541-410-0316, or you can visit homeprideoregon.com. Home Pride Oregon Inspection Perfection. I want to give a shout-out to the Samson Q2U series. We have not had to uh, break out the second Samson yet. Second Samson would be a good horse name. Might write that down for next year. Um, But looking forward to the day when we can hopefully very soon host some in-person interviews. Haven't haven't done any in-person interview of any kind on this show since Christmas, which in some ways like, oh, yeah, it's just Christmas. Like that was just a little bit ago. It's already it's June 5th. The days start getting shorter in like two weeks here. Guys, we're running out of time. Soon it's going to be winter in Chicago again, and it gets dark at 1.30 in the afternoon. Gross. Um, Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle. We all love it. Check out this hairstyle. I was think I was pretty committed last week. In case you're missing the live stream, I, I look like that guy from Mulan. He's got like the cool little, I think he's like the, the male good guy. Because the villain's that old crusty guy with the spooky eyes. I don't know any of these names. Chiang Kai-shek. Something like that. Uh, I don't think that's racist. Sorry if it is. Um, I just don't know a lot of Chinese names. Okay? Um, I was going to cut it last week, and then it just, like, you know, the holidays, and you're busy. And and then I kind of have – I've kind of had a re rejuvenation this week. Rejuvenation. That's a great word. It sounds like uh, one of those – the name of a song from, like, the Gaither Revival Tents. If you don't know about the Gaither Revival Tents, dude, if you want some, like, good old white Christian music, just go YouTube Gaither Revival. See what you find. Uh, if, you, if you see anything with uh, Wesley Felt or um, Wesley, oh, what's his name? Or David Phelps, any of those guys, just take it. Wes Hampton, that might be his name, Wes Hampton. This little tiny guy with a big, beautiful tenor voice. Uh, where were we? Oh, I was going to cut my hair, and now I'm, like, feeling a little bit better about it. We'll see. TBD. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle, and we all love it, but how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? And I got to tell you, I live just right down the street now from, I think it's a Great Cuts or Sports Clips or whatever competition folks it's out there uh enter cuts by q it's like enter sandman only different cuts by q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving chicago cook county northwest indiana and the greater chicago land area from beehives to bangs fohawks flat tops and everything in between call cuts by q at 815-298-7200 or maybe that's how the you know sexy emails have been getting my number. I don't know. 
Um, we should check in with Steve from Home Pride Oregon to see if he gets sexy email texts too. TBD. Uh, or you can email cutsbyq at yahoo.com. Again, that's cuts. Q-U-T-Z by Q at yahoo.com. Okay, here's the part of the program where we sing. Oh, when you need a fresh do something snappy and new, just call the experts at Cuts by Q. Excuse me. A little belch to kick off our second half of the program here. My iced coffee is getting low, and I'm getting sad. Um, okay, as promised, we got a couple different things from part two we're going to touch on here. First, my my long-standing and very public beef with Lady Gaga is continued, or in it, it continues in perpetuity. There's a good word, perpetuity. P E R P E T U I T Y. Perpetuity. Hell of a word. Um, I love nouns that end in Y. Um, so to, to, to not, I, I don't want to stew. I don't want to live in the past too much, but you all may remember this was right before I, sh- I, I, I launched this show. I had tickets to see Lady Gaga at the Wells Fargo center in, in South Philly. And I go and I wait and I wait and I wait. And it's like, show is supposed to start at seven thirty. It's 9 PM. There's just nothing like, Oh, there's a lot of people there. A lot of Gaga gals or, you know, believers or whomever was there. I don't know. There's no opener. There's nothing. There's no announcement. There, There's just nothing. And I got to, you know, I got to work in, in Newtown, you know, at 6 a.m. the next day or wherever, you know, Delaware County, whatever. I don't know. Bucks County. Philadelphia County. There are five right there in southeastern Pennsylvania. I just named three of them. I don't remember what the two other ones are. It's not necessarily, you know, important in any way. But I like naming counties. Cook, Kane, Will. Um, And so she is just, like, not there. And I left. I paid, you know, 30, it was a really cheap ticket. It was like 30, 40 bucks, something like that. And so I didn't get to see Gaga because she wasn't coming out. Later would learn she had a, some significant health crisis and she ended up canceling her South American tour, but she did play that show. Um, she just came out at like 10 p.m. It was like, Gaga, like, give us an announcement. Um... And so that was that was kind of the the start of the 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 fuel start of the fuel that would fuel this you know long standing beef. And so I bought two summers ago or in advance of two summers ago I bought the Lady Gaga concert tour series tickets at Wrigley Field through a city presale through my credit card so I got 3 at I think 84 per ticket which is just like ka-ching, ka-ching, cash cow. You know, I can, I can flip each one of those easily for a 40 to $50 profit. So just by being vigilant, I'm making 130 150 bucks off of this. And, of course, COVID happened, which another beef, I won't get into it. 
But then Lady Gaga had rescheduled her concert for this August. And I'm like, I was actually going to just straight up, you know, give my tickets at basically face value to a friend of the podcast, John Paul, John, John Paul Pandowski, and friends or guests. I don't know if they're friends, I assume. Not my friends. Um, but then I got the email two days ago, Gaga, canceled. Or postponed, if you will, to 2022, potentially. So I I don't know. Can I call you Stephanie? Unclear. Uh, just just take a take a chill pill for once, okay? Realize that the whole world doesn't revolve around you, okay? That's what I would tell lady if I was if she were here right now. Speaking of musicians, and actually a good friend of Lady Gaga, Elton John, you know we've done shows in the past, and, and it's no secret that I'm a big I'm a big Eltonite. Um, and I've actually done it like an entire show around the concept of like, excuse me, recommendations for underrated Elton John songs, right? These aren't your Daniels or Philadelphia Freedoms or Nikita's. These are songs that you, you probably never heard, but I only give hot recommendations and I got another one for you. And I've known about it a long time. I've just been listening to it, listening it. To listening to it a lot lately it's from don't shoot me i'm only the piano player which is also a daniel's from i believe uh it's called whenever you're ready it's a bop it's like two two minutes 45 seconds it's just it zips but it's action-packed great lyrics and uh a really fun bridge okay go check it out Tell him Quinn sent you. Although all those, I don't know. I read about this a little bit like months ago, but I don't recall, nor do I have a great grasp on the situation. A lot of these big musical artists on YouTube have turned off commenting. I don't remember exactly what it, you know, stemmed from or why it was the case, but a lot of these like big artists, none of their YouTube songs have comments on them anymore, which is a bummer. Because comments are fun. Look at this thumb. People always said, look, if you're looking on the live stream, I'm bending my thumb way back. People always said it was really, like, strange how far back I could bend my thumb. I never thought it was that, like, weird. It ba- I can basically bend it 120 degrees. No. What is it? goes 90. 90 degrees is straight up. 180 is... Uh, straight to the side horizontal so what would halfway between those two be you'd want to have 45 so 135 degrees is that right is that is 135 degrees three quarters of a you know 180s i'm not sure math is not my thing i think i'm pretty good at math but i don't uh i don't really care for it um although i understand its importance um spooky noises again I wanted to mention somehow, and I still have no idea. Like, I don't, it's not like, oh, maybe this happened. No, I have no clue. I lost the power cord uh, to my PS3, which was a gift from Jose Ramos. Again, a lot of gifts from Jose on the show today. Um, I lost it on the move. I have no idea what happened to it. So I just hadn't gotten around to replacing it. It's just like, you know, two bucks online, order it, whatever. 
got it the other day. I think Thursday it came in or Wednesday. And so I'm finally back to playing my PlayStation. And I pretty much just play NHL 11, hell of a year. I feel pretty current, although I also realize it's 10 years old. But in my old apartment, I had this very little TV, which is now in my bedroom. First TV I've ever owned. Only TV I've ever bought. Now it's in my bedroom, which I probably won't even ever hardly use it. But I got this big screen TV here from Jose. It's like, you know, 171 inches or something like that. And I've been playing hockey on the big screen. I can see everything. My strategy is so refined. My hits are unmatched. My sharp shooting abilities dynamite i've played six games of nhl 11 uh and have yet to lose on the big screen i'm getting so cocky that i'm about ready to that there's like you know four skill levels five skill levels i've been playing on the penultimately most challenging one and I'm, i'm i'm getting ready to bump it up to you know wayne gretzky mode or whatever it's called and just go nuts that's how good i'm feeling about it so that was a shout out to myself <laughs> that I mentioned earlier. Just really proud of myself. Um, folks, I got two more things for you. Um, number one, I I almost made the whole podcast around this, but I don't want to start any podcasting wars or throw too much shade. But just I, I got a friend from college who is I was not, you know, close friend or anything like that, but you know, just connected on like Facebook and Instagram these days and stuff. And he started, along with someone else who I don't know, who also went, went to school with us, but I, I just don't know him. He started a podcast, and they had their first episode come out this last week. And they got the whole, you know, they're real fancy, okay? They got a YouTube feed, you know, lighting. I think there was a gaffer. Uh, but, I, you know, it starts off. I'm watching the YouTube feed, big premiere, and they're you know they're doing the it wasn't a live show which any anyone can pre-record something, throw it on the editing room, make it come out looking like you know an Oscar-winning film, but uh, you know it's a whole other battle for live live shows, which is why here in the Beantown Podcast we are always live. But they do the fun, cute thing where you, you, you start the show and it's like, oh, they're already talking. And I make fun of that, but I'm pretty sure like the way we've edited the White Noise podcast, other show that I, I'm part of, um, I think we've done that <laughs> before too. Not throwing shade. It's just it's a trope. Okay, But then I don't really take issue with that. What I take issue with is this. They start talking, and first of all, the uh, how many more podcasts are we gonna get where it's just like yeah we're just two guys like we just want to chat and hang out like come listen have a good time like you need you need a subject you need a topic your podcast has to have purpose it has to have direction in very few circumstances can you just throw someone in front of the microphone, in front of the camera, and just let them run with it, and it, it'll work? It won't. It will fizzle out. 
it only works if there's a certain amount of star power, charisma, genius, any number of synonyms for those three. Like that's the only time it works. Otherwise, you got to have a plan. You got to know what you're doing. You got to know your market. Just we don't need any more podcasts where people are like, yeah, we're just hanging out, having a good time, talking. Like I can listen to anyone talk. I've got 180 episodes of Bean Town podcast of talking, but with more sex appeal. Okay, so it's like the choice is is clear to me at least. But the final thing I'll say, because I only listened to the first five minutes, because I was like, um, they just started talking about topics. There, it wasn't like, hey, you, you, your your first episode, your pilot, if you will, you need a thesis. You got to say something about. Your show, what you're about, what animal rights causes you support. Like, you, you, you can't just, they just opened up and it was like, now we're talking about this topic. And it's like, wait, what show is this? Who are you? Why are you doing this? What gives you the right? And questions of that nature. And so... Who knows? If there's a second episode, if they didn't already get canceled, maybe they'll take, they'll heed my advice. We'll see. Good luck to those guys. But boy, it is, you got to be a shark to make it in this industry. And I know something about sharks because I made a Scrub Daddy reference earlier in the show. Checkmate. The last thing, uh, Rachel and I went to the movies on Memorial Day. It was our first time in a movie theater since February of 2020 or perhaps very early March of 2020. We saw Emma that time starring Ani Taylor-Joy. This time we saw A Quiet Place 2. It was very uh, spur of the moment. We were walking back from brunch and we walked past the theater and I saw on the marquee like Quiet Place 2 and it's like, like, that's definitely a movie I want to see and certainly one that I'm willing to pay, you know, premium price for to see in theaters to have the audio experience. And uh, so I was like, you want to do that this afternoon? It's like, yeah, absolutely. So we did. And uh, in case you don't know, I'm not there. No spoilers. And I'm going to be brief with this. I already wrote a little Facebook review about it. And I have lots of thoughts, but I know most people haven't seen it yet. So I don't want to go nuts with it. But uh, it's the you know sequel. To the first quiet place, in case that wasn't clear. It takes place, you know, the, these two two parts could just be one movie. Uh, it takes place, you know, as the other one ends. Every Basically, everything that was good about the first movie, uh, from a technical perspective, acting, you know, audio, of course, like, that is present. That carries over into the second film. Still excellent. John Krasinski did a great job. Um, I was also really happy because I knew that Killian Murphy, one of my favorite actors, who just doesn't do a lot from like a Hollywood perspective. I mean, he does a lot of you know stage stuff back in Ireland, um, but you don't get to see him in that many movies. And so I was really excited to see because I hadn't seen Killian Murphy in a movie in uh, probably since Dunkirk, and even there, like he did a great job, but he didn't have a ton to do. So I was really excited that he was in the movie. I didn't really know that he was going to be, like, the main character. I thought he was just going to be, 
you know, secondary or perhaps tertiary, but he is like the person in this movie, which I fine with me. He's an excellent actor and one of my favorites. Um, I mean, there's some negatives that I could get into. I would say like, if you, if you're going in, you're looking for a movie that expands on the first one, I didn't honestly, I didn't feel like this one really expanded that much. I mean, they did a little bit of world building, but nothing crazy. Um, I was a little disappointed that like, I'm trying to figure out how much I want to say without spoil. It's not really a spoiler. I mean, Noah Jupe, great child actor. You know, if you've ever seen A Quiet Place, the OG, or uh, Honey Boy, he plays, you know, young Shia LaBeouf. Or um, the undoing that all that is Noah Jupe. He's great. They really didn't give him anything to do in this movie. Um, and kind of the same goes for Emily Blunt. Like I was really disappointed. We like didn't get to see her do much. And that baby, that's you know, ninety seconds old or something, probably is not going to end up being a, you know, an actor. It's probably not in the stars for that kid. Um, and then the last thing I'll say. And this isn't a spoiler because you can look it up online when you, as you're like getting ready to watch the movie. This movie is short. Like, not just like, oh, that was a little bit shorter than I thought it was going to be. Like, it ends and you can kind of tell that the end is coming. But the whole third act is like a, a scene or a sequence. The third act isn't like a collection of, you know, tension building, like, sequences and scene it's just like one thing is the third act and there's no you know there's really no like emotional resolution or time to breathe it's just like oh that's it that's over which i really disliked i would have loved and it it also you know i'm not saying this because like well they said everything they wanted to say there were times when it, the movie needed to breathe a little bit more, um, just give it a little bit more space um, in various parts. Multiple times, I, I, you know, not a huge like movie person in terms of knowing about them, but there were many times watching the movie, sitting there being like, "Oh, we're we're doing the next thing now." Like we we needed to just like give me a little bit more of that. So, mostly positives. I didn't feel like it was as good as the first one, um, but it was still very entertaining, still very watchable, um, and uh, had a very similar vibe and feel to that first one. So overall, very solid. Um, if I if there was a rating between three and a, three and three and a half stars, I would give it that rating, um, but I'll give it three. I would probably give the first one three and a half stars, um, and it's not it's not like any sort of significant downgrade from the original it's just uh i don't know still good i still very much enjoyed it and compared to most films that are out there excellent okay folks that's what i wanted to uh to share with you today we ran pretty long and i don't feel bad about it because we had a lot to cover um if you like what you hear you can always email us beantownpodcastyahoo.com again that's beantown beantownpodcastyahoo.com and I'll hook you up with a button and maybe a multivitamin. Uh, you can also listen to about 180 previous Beantown Podcast episodes on our SoundCloud channel or by going to beantownpodcast.com. 
And uh, yeah, no fat here. We're going to cue up our outro music. I'm going to take a little siesta. And uh, that's going to be it. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you viewed us on the Facebook live stream, good to see you. You should be able to watch it after the fact. I think that's how Facebook works. I don't really know. TBD. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. I am going to get the music queued up, and I am going to check in on you next time. Bye. Bye.